This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Our scripture today is Philippians 2 and 8. Amen. This is one of Paul's prison epistles where he, he wrote from the prison in Rome to the people of Philippi, which was in Macedonia. Amen. So Philippians 2 and 8. All right, let me blow this up for myself so I can see. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful for all, for all of you being with us today. Amen. This is Paul speaking about the humility of Christ. Amen. So here begins the reading of God's holy word. It reads, and being found in the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Somebody say cross. Amen. We're going to be dealing with this today. Hallelujah. Christ was humble enough to um, leave his comfortable abode in heaven and come down to earth, put on flesh. Amen. And be so obedient that it would lead him unto the d his own death. Amen. And even the death of the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. So our message today is the cross. Amen. So we're going to talk about all things surrounding the cross and how we should think of the cross and what perspective we should have uh, concerning the cross. Amen. Glory to God. Join me as I pray of our service today. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity to come before you, Lord God. Uh, and worship you today, even if it is virtually, Lord God, online. We pray that you draw everyone you've ordained to be here, Lord God. Draw them to their tablets and to their phones and to their computers or whatever kind of internet uh, connected device that they have, Lord God, that they might come and hear a word from you today, Lord God, that they, Lord God, might be impacted by your son, Jesus is Christ, Jesus Christ father God you are the preacher and you are the teacher this task you've given me is far far too great for me Lord God preach today teach today like never before and we won't fail to give you all the praise the glory and the honor today because you do all things well in Jesus's name those in agreement with that prayer just say amen we're going to be talking about the cross today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's jump right into it. Amen. All right. So what is the symbolism and meaning of the cross? People have crosses around their necks. Their crosses on top of churches. Um, what, what, what is the meaning of the cross? Amen. We read the scripture about Christ's humility and being obedient to the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. E being obedient even unto the death of the cross. Amen. Let's look at what the cross means. All right. Hallelujah. Amen. So according to gotquestions.org, the cross, simply put, the meaning of the cross is death. So when we look at a cross, we should be reminded of death, the death of someone. All right. From about the 6th century B.C. until the 4th century A.D., the cross was an instrument of execution that resulted in death by the most torturous and painful of ways. In 
crucifixion, a person was either tied or nailed to a wooden cross and left to hang until dead. Death would be slow and excruciatingly painful. In fact, the word excruciating literally means, literally means out of crucifying. However, because of Christ and his death on the cross, the meaning of the cross today is completely different. In Christianity, the cross is the intersection of God's love and his justice. But getting back to our first definition here from gotquestions.org, the cross uh, was symbolic of death. Hallelujah. So we must understand that, amen, when we think of the cross, amen. Hallelujah. Now, through the lens of Christianity, the cross is the intersection of of God's love and his justice. Amen. And we're going to get into that. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Hang with me. Amen. On this journey. Amen. As we learn more about the cross and Christ. Amen. So the cross and God's justice. The cross and God's justice. Amen. What are you talking about, brother pastor? Well, here we go. Let's look at it. Well, justice according to dictionary.com, is the maintenance or administration of what is just. To be just is right, truthful, and fair. So that which is just is right, truthful, and fair. So the maintenance or administration of what is just, right, truthful, or fair by law as by judicial, legal, or other proceedings. It's also the administering of deserved punishment or reward. So in a nutshell, justice is uh, maintaining uh, that which is right, truthful, or fair. All right. Hallelujah. It also is the administering of a deserved punishment or, in other cases, a deserved reward. All right. So this is what justice is, the maintaining of that which is right, truthful, and fair. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's move on to our next slide. God is a God of justice. All right. So justice is one of God's attributes and flows out of his holiness. God must punish sin, lawlessness, sin, which is lawlessness or falling short of the mark. Amen. In the, in the New Testament, because it embodies everything contrary to God's holy nature and is offensive to him. So God must punish hallelujah sin. Amen. Hallelujah. He's a God of justice. All right. Hallelujah. He 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 is a God that looks to maintain uh that which is right, that which is truthful, that which is fair. Amen. This this is God. This is what he does. Now, hallelujah, before I move forward, amen. Now, fairness is not something that God answers to. Fairness is something that flows from him. All right. Glory to God. Because some people say God is not fair. Listen, God uh, has a wisdom that is above and beyond what we as human beings have as wisdom. And he does things out of his justice, out of his truthfulness, out of him doing that which is right and that which is fair according to to his determination amen that determination may not always match up with us amen glory to god 
Hallelujah. So God is a God of justice. Amen. Hallelujah. And he must punish sin. Hallelujah. Because it's contrary to his uh, nature of justice. Amen. Glory to God. Hope you got that. Amen. And this is from GodQuestions.org as well. Amen. Let's move on to our next slide. Amen. So we have two scriptures here. Amen. The first one I'll read. It says, for the wages which sin pays is death. This is the Amplified Classic Version. This is Romans 6.23. The first part or part A of the scripture. For the wages which sin pays is death. Amen. So the, the result of sin is death death we talked about god is a god of justice all right hallelujah so to maintain this justice something and, and and to maintain this justice when a sin occurs the penalty is death okay our next verse right underneath it amen it's a new living clap new living translations romans 3 23 we read this last week in our sermon it says for everyone has sinned so we are all guilty we've all committed sin we're all in a state of sin we all fall short of God's glorious standard we talked about the standard being God's law amen God's law amen um, is the embodiment of his justice okay hallelujah so hallelujah uh, the the penalty of sin or the wages of sin is death and all have sinned and fall short of God's uh, justice or his glorious standard. Amen. And we talked about this last week that um, man in and of himself or apart from God is sinful, is inherently evil. Amen. Hallelujah. We're headed somewhere. We're talking about the cross today. Amen. Hallelujah. So here's our first point today, amen, based off what we read. Because of his justice, God must punish sin. And because of mankind's sinful conduct and sinful state, all of mankind deserved punishment for their sinful acts from God, amen. So mankind as a whole, uh, because of his sinful conduct and his sinful state, amen, glory to God, deserved punishment the just god must punish sin all right all right hallelujah hold on we're gonna get to some good news amen hallelujah i'm just establishing some things now some understanding of biblical doctrine amen hallelujah let's move on the cross and god's love so we're gonna start to read about some good news now all right the cross and God's love. This message today is called the cross and we're looking at all the aspects of the cross. So cross and God's love. Very familiar scripture we're looking at next. John 3.16. We're reading the amplified version however. Amen. And it reads for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whosoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. So here we're, we're seeing that even though mankind was in a state of sin and conducted sin, behaved in sinful ways, amen, God greatly loved and dearly prized the world. Hallelujah. What a God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. We're talking about the cross here. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, we see this aspect of love of God towards mankind, towards the world. Amen. Hallelujah. That he would send his son. We said him sending his son is uh, the ultimate expression of love. Amen. Let's get to our next scripture on the same point. But and this is from Galatians 3.13. Amen. Galatians was mixed. It was a mixture of um, Gentiles or non-Jews and Jewish uh, converts to Christianity. Amen. Hallelujah. So this 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 group, amen, had some difficulties, amen, um, understanding God's approach in the New Testament. Amen. So let's read this scripture here. It says, it says, but Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. So we talked about God's law or his Ten Commandments represents his justice. Um, hallelujah. Glory to God. And hallelujah. Let's read on. And when he was. So let me begin again. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. So the law pronounces a curse upon those who don't keep it. Hallelujah. So mankind could not keep the Ten Commandments. Amen. Or operate according to God's justice. Amen. Let me read on. When he was hung on a cross. When he, he being Christ, was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you're not able to operate in God's justice, amen, there is a curse upon you. So mankind had a curse upon himself. Amen. All of humankind had a curse upon themselves. Amen. For our wrongdoing. Amen. For it is written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. Amen. Which is another way of saying hung on the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. So God sent his son because he loved us and his son hung on the cross. Amen. We're talking about the cross today. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, what can we conclude from this? So point two is Christ crucified on the cross is emblematic or symbolic of God's uh, it was a sign of God's love for mankind in that God the son took the place the place of punishment for all of mankind in order to legally pay for or atone for our sins. All right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we talked about the cross. Amen. Being uh, sin, uh, symbolic of death. Amen. Hallelujah. We talked about hallelujah, the cross being symbolic of God's justice. Amen. Hallelujah. That it was a place where God's justice was. Um, executed amen hallelujah and particularly was executed on the body of christ and we talked about the cross being um symbolic or emblematic of god's love in that god himself hung on the cross amen hallelujah and died in place of man who was guilty Hallelujah. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? So we our first points were that the cross was the intersection of God's justice and his love. Amen. It's the intersection. Amen. Hallelujah. His justice, his love. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're talking about the cross today. Amen. Let's move on. The cross, the power of God. Hmm. We've heard of something else being the power of God, but let's let's move on. Let's let's find out more about this. 
All right. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18, the amplified version. Amen. I hope you're hanging with me here. Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to sum it all up at the end so we all have a good understanding. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, here in 1 Corinthians, this is a part of Paul's opening message to the Corinthians. Amen. Which uh, from my um, studies in seminary, Corinthians was uh, the city of Corinth, excuse me, was described as a combination of New York, Las Vegas, and L.A. Amen. So it was a city, a, a major city, amen, in um, uh, that part of the world and had a lot going on. Amen. Let's just put it that way. All right. So this is Paul's message to the Corinthians. He says, for the message of the cross. So the cross uh, hallelujah is here used by Paul as, as him describing it as the message of the cross. So the message of the cross is foolishness or absurd and illogical to those who are perishing and spiritually dead because they reject it. But to us who are being saved by God's grace, it is the manifestation of the power of God. Hallelujah. So this word power here, amen, if we, as we see at the bottom of our slide here, power is a word dunamis, and many of us have heard that word before, amen, in Christian circles. And it means miraculous power, might, strength, physical power, force, might, ability, efficacy. Efficacy in this context means the ability to bring about a desired result. So the cross has an ability to bring about a desired result. Energy, meaning uh, powerful deeds, um, deeds showing physical power, marvelous works. Amen. So hallelujah. This is what dunamis means. Hallelujah. So the message of Christ, amen, is foolishness. How is it foolishness? Because to the minds of the ancient Greeks and Jews of the time that Paul wrote this, amen, it was ridiculous f uh, uh, for God to come and to die on the cross it was it was ridiculous to them it was absurd it was illogical their minds could not conceive that god the god of creation would come put on flesh and die for the imperfections of man they just could not fathom that they could not it's not a teaching that they were comfortable with or that they understood but paul was making an attempt to explain it uh to them amen Glory to God. Let's move on to our next slide. Amen. So point three, the message of the cross is the power of God that communicates the gospel message. So the the message of the cross and the gospel are synonymous, synonymous or they mean the same thing. All right. So the message of the cross is the power of God that communicates the gospel message and leads those willing to receive its message to a new eternal life in Christ. So the, the, the message of the cross, and it was described as the power of God. We know in Romans 1.16 that the gospel, uh, Paul said he's not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. So the, how did he, uh, the, 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 the term or the phrase, the message of the cross and the gospel mean the same thing, and they are the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. That can lead to salvation for those that receive it. Amen. Somebody say hallelujah. 
We're talking about the cross today, amen? So when we look at the cross, amen? So when we look at the cross, amen, it should mean something to us, amen? We should be able to communicate that as Christians to others and those of you who may not be Christians yet, amen, and that are viewing this message, amen, hallelujah. Hallelujah, this is a explanation of uh, the, the meaning and the symbolism of the cross, amen? Let's continue, hallelujah. So the cross, uh, and we're going to deal with right now, breaks down the barrier between Jew and Gentile and ends the system of law and the laws, the Ten Commandments and the other 613 uh, civil and ceremonial laws that were rooted in the Ten Commandments. And it also, it's, it's, it ushers in the new covenant of grace. So it breaks down the barrier between Jew and Gentile and ends the system of law. And ushers in the new covenant of grace, which we as Christians currently live in. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see what this is all about. Amen. In reference to the cross. Amen. In today's message. So we're going to go to Ephesians 2 and 12. And we're reading from the New Living Translation. Amen. And once again, this is the Apostle Paul because he wrote most of the New Testament portion of the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. And... um. Paul being a Jew, amen, and he, he wrote this, amen, it, uh, Ephesians, in this section of Ephesians is, is dealing with a lot of doctrine, amen, a lot of Christian teaching, amen, and he, and he says, in those days you were living apart from Christ, so he's speaking to a group of Gentiles or non-Jews, so I would be considered a Gentile because I'm not a Jew, and all of us that are not Jews are considered Gentiles, all right? Hallelujah. So let me read it again. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. So we as Gentiles were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel. So Israel being the original people, their descendants, the ancestors of Jacob, who was renamed Israel. Uh, the, the, and they were also the, ans the descendants, excuse me, of Abraham. Amen. And they were considered the people of God. All right. So, hallelujah. So, uh, he's saying that the Gentiles were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. Amen. So, the Israelites had covenant promises, uh, a binding agreement, a covenant. That's what a covenant is, a binding agreement. And, and out of that agreement, God made promises to them if they were obedient. All right. Let me continue. You lived in this world without God and without hope. So as Gentiles, he's speaking to, they were living apart from God. They did not have a relationship with God like the Israelites did. Amen. And they were without hope. Next verse. Verse 13, Ephesians 2.13, New Living Translation. He said, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Next verse, verse 14, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jew and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So the scripture is telling us that when Christ was on the cross, was dying on the cross, died on the cross, amen, he broke down the wall of hostility between Jew and Gentile. The Jews, being the original people of God, did not look favorably on Gentiles. Amen. But here Paul 
is um, uh, explaining how Christ's death, amen, hallelujah, uh, broke down the wall of hostility or uh, the dislike between Jew and Gentile, amen. Now, we are living in times where there are racial tensions um, particularly me being a U.S. citizen, amen, being someone from the United States of America, amen. There are tensions going on now in 2020, and they have been going on for uh, hundreds of years, amen, hallelujah. So uh, if we relate this to modern times, amen, in Christ is the potential for the ending of tensions between two different groups of people. Now, one of my missions during this time of turmoil and racial tension and pandemic and all the other things going on, hur hurricanes and everything like that, hallelujah, is to share the gospel of Christ or the message of the cross, hallelujah, they're one and the same, amen, that uh, listeners that don't know Christ would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus, have their hearts transformed, amen, and God being a God of love, amen, leading them in a pathway where they could love their neighbor as themselves, amen, hallelujah. What a world where we could all love one another, regardless of race, regardless of background, regardless of previous tensions, amen, hallelujah. It is possible in Christ, hallelujah. If he could do it between Jew and Gentile, he can do it between any groups of people to bring about peace, amen, and he accomplished it at the cross, amen. This power is available because of the cross to change the hearts of groups to be unified, amen, hallelujah. Let's move on. Verse 15 of Ephesians 2, uh, New Living Translation, it reads, he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations so a covenant is started by the death of someone or something. Amen. Or the shedding of blood. Amen. Hallelujah. The pouring out of life. Amen. Glory to God. And the pouring out of life took place. Amen. With the um, initiation or the inauguration of the old covenant by the shedding of the blood of animals. Amen. Hallelujah. But the ending of the old covenant happened at the death of Christ at the cross. Amen. The Jews had exclusive rights to the old covenant. Amen. The covenant was made between Father God and the Israelites. Amen. Or the Hebrews. Or we know them today as the Jews. Amen. Hallelujah. They had exclusive rights to the old covenant. Jesus' death at the cross brought to an end the old covenant. And ushered in a new covenant where Jew and Gentile have equal rights under the New Testament of grace. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Because as we learned last week, amen, um, it's not righteousness by works, but righteousness by faith. And both groups have that opportunity because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Somebody say hallelujah. 
All right. So he let me read this again. So he did this by ending the system of law with his commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Amen. Verse 16. Together as one body, Christ reconciled or reconnected both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. So in other words, amen, when Jews believed in Christ as the Savior and Gentiles believed in Christ as the Savior, they were both ushered into the family of God under the new covenant, amen, and now are considered one body or a part of the family of God together where their ethnic and racial backgrounds no longer matter. What matters is our oneness in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, this is not me downing anybody's um, ancestry or their racial background. Amen. What I'm, uh, and we should celebrate our differences and everything like that. Amen. But what I'm telling you today is what is of utmost importance is who we are in Christ and loving one another. Amen. As we are one body or one organization in Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Be proud of your heritage. Be proud of your background. Amen. Celebrate the heritage and the backgrounds of others. And in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. As believers, as we come to the believing of Christ's death at the cross, paying for our sins. Amen. And we are then saved. Amen. Or have salvation. Amen. Now. Hallelujah. We look to love everyone. And especially those that are part of the family of God because of their belief in Christ. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. What a lesson the world could learn from the church if we love one another. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe they will be drawn to want to be a part of the family of God as well. Amen. Through our example. Amen. Glory to God. So point four, what can we draw from the uh, second chapter of Ephesians? Amen. So the cross unified believing Jew and Gentile into one body or one group or a part of the new human race. Amen. What is the new human race? Those that are followers in Christ, those that find their identity in Christ, no longer in Adam, but now in Christ. These racial tensions, these um, these hostilities between different groups, that's that's our identity in Adam. But our identity in Christ should be, amen, hallelujah, that we are unified in him, a part of the family of God. So the cross unified believing Jew and Gentile into one body, a group or human, new human race of believers as well as brought to an end the old covenant or the old testament hallelujah Whew, the cross so when we look at the cross we think of um that two groups that were once hostile now are one those the believing groups hallelujah so that's the key amen those that have accepted christ as their lord and savior in both groups amen hallelujah and now one body one group, one new human race in Christ. 
And also, when we think of the cross, we think of the end of the Old Covenant or the Old Testament. Amen. Now, we read the Old Testament portion of the Bible, but the Old Covenant, the Old Agreement is over. We're in a new agreement now. It's called the New Testament or the New Covenant, excuse me, more specifically. Amen. We as Christians are in the New Covenant. There were no Christians under the Old Covenant. We are under the New Covenant. And it has better promises. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's another message. Amen. Hallelujah. So we think of the cross. We think of how it ended the hostilities between believing or Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles. Amen. Hallelujah. I know the Jews don't refer to themselves as Christian Jews. They're still Jews. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But for the sake of our understanding, we're going to refer to them as Christian Jews and Christian Gentiles. Hallelujah. Became one in Christ because of the cross. And also the cross is symbolic of the end of the old covenant and the beginning of the new covenant. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's move on. The cross cancels the charges against us. Hmm. Sounds nice to have charges canceled against you. Amen. Let's see what I'm talking about here. Amen. We're going to Colossians. Second chapter, starting at the 13th verse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is the Apostle Paul again. Let's see what he's talking about. Amen. And he says, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. So he's speaking to um, Gentiles again here. Amen. And the um, the uh, the meaning of uncircumcision here is he, he's 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 um, communicating to them that you were not in covenant relationship with God. Circumcision was a uh, cutting of the male reproductive organ amen the 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 skin on it amen and the blood shed there would be the the blood that um was symbolic that you were a part or in a covenant with god and and this was specific to the jews or the the israelites amen uh at the time amen of the bible so hallelujah so he's saying you being dead in your sins so when we're when we have a lifestyle of sin we're dead in those sins or we're separated from god in our sins and the uncircumcision of our flesh so we so he's speaking to people who were not in covenant relationship with god have he quickened or made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses oh my god in Christ, all our trespasses, all our stepping over the line of God's uh, law are forgiven. Oh, my God. Let's go to the next verse. Verse 14. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to what? The cross. What's happening here? Hallelujah. Paul is speaking in very poetic language, but he's saying blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. Now, we know that the Ten Commandments were referred to as being written by the finger of God. Okay. Hallelujah. So the handwriting or the, 
the, the, the so this is a reference to the law the handwriting of audience or, uh, ordinances is referring to the Ten Commandments the law and that law was against us so God, why was it against us God's standard of justice amen hallelujah hallelujah was more than mankind could fulfill and fulfill consistently in and of himself or apart from God and all of us after the fallen Adam and Eve in a sense have been separated from God all right so we couldn't keep the law the law's purpose was to point out our weakness or our sinfulness and to show us that we were in need of a savior amen and that savior is Jesus Christ so blotting out the handwriting of of ordinances or blotting out the law that was against us which was contrary to us we 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 couldn't do it amen it was contrary to our nature amen and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross so the cross is the place as i mentioned earlier with the 10 commandments and the, the subsequent 613 laws that are rooted in the 10 commandments those civil and ceremonial laws that were rooted in the 10 commandments amen that the Israelites followed for 1500 years was nailed to the cross or ended at the cross. Hallelujah. Let's look at this word blotting, blotting out this, these, this phrase. Amen. The real word here that we're defining is out. Amen. And it's a Greek word because the New Testament portion of the Bible was a written, originally written in Greek. Amen. And it's a word um, uh, pronounced ex al -ifo. All right. And it means to rub, smear out. Uh, it means completely remove, wipe away, obliterate, remove totally from previous state with the outcome of being blotted out or erased. My God, what a powerful word or a phrase blotting out is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to come back to this in a second when we look at our next point. Amen. Next verse, Colossians 2.15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, amen, those are the um, agents of the devil, amen, that rule over areas of the world, amen. When Adam sinned, amen, he forfeited his right to rulership of the world to the devil, and the devil, having fallen angels underneath them, have um, placed them in certain areas to be strong influences and controlling forces over areas of the world. So that's what principalities and powers are. They're the workers of the, 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 the agents of the devil. Amen. And he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Amen. Hallelujah. So point five, what does all that mean from um, Colossians that I just read? Uh, it means Christ's death at the cross canceled the devil's use of the law to accuse us before Father God. Amen. So he blotted out the handwriting that was against us. Amen. So the law's purpose was to find us guilty. Amen. And once we accepted our place as being guilty before God, not moving and operating in his justice or his righteousness or his holiness, then mankind would seek a savior and God would provide that savior in Jesus Christ. So Christ's death. Amen. At the cross canceled the law, amen, or the handwriting uh, ordinances, ordinances against us, amen. And we talked about the principalities of power being the workers of the devil, amen. And he canceled the devil's use of the law to accuse us before Father God. So what the devil would do, amen, is 
uh, because um, Adam forfeited his position, the first man forfeited his position of ruler of the world, amen, the little G-O-D of the world, that um, the devil took that place, him and his minions, amen, and what they would do is they would use God's holy ordinances. So the law is holy, just, and good. The Ten Commandments and the subsequent 613 laws are holy, just, and good as mentioned in Romans 7, amen. Hallelujah, they are good but they don't have the ability to transform us. Amen. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, they condemn us. Amen. Hallelujah. And the enemy, and this was not God's intent, the enemy, the devil used the 10 commandments and the other 613 laws, him and his cohorts to condemn us or accuse us before God day and night. When I say us, I mean mankind. Amen. Jesus's death at the cross, ending the old covenant which contained the ten commandments amen canceled their ability to con be used by the devil to condemn us or accuse mankind before father god day and night so hallelujah the devil used the law to attack mankind and accuse him before father god but that has been canceled at the cross Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the next time you have a thought that you know has not originated from you, amen, it's the devil, amen, accusing you of not being this and not being that, amen, hallelujah, point him to the cross where he's been defeated. His, his, his tool that he used, amen, to use something holy, just, and good for evil purposes, it has been canceled at the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. And we as Christians should stop using the law as a tool of attack against other people. Amen. Hallelujah. The word is to be used against the devil. And in this case, we use Colossians. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 2 and uh, 14 against the devil. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So what's point five? Amen. Hallelujah. Our point five is Christ's death at the cross canceled the devil's use of the law to accuse us before Father God. We, the devil is, is called the accuser of the brethren in Revelation 12 and 10. Amen. Whew. Hallelujah. So what can we conclude from uh, this whole message today about the cross? Amen. Hallelujah. As we come to the end of this message. Amen. When we think of the cross, it should remind us of death and the sacrifice of Christ. The cross also speaks of the intersection of God's justice and love as it is the place that mankind's sins were punished by the gracious and substitutionary death of Christ. The cross represents the power of God conveyed by the gospel message that offers salvation to all of mankind. The cross brings to mind that the charges levied against us by the devil have been canceled. Now, these charges levied against believers. Amen. If you are not a believer in Christ, amen, he can still do that. Amen. And you can't do anything about it. Amen. This is why it's important to be saved. Amen. Finally, the cross breaks down barriers between God and man and looks to unify man under Jesus Christ. The cross was God's greatest act of love for mankind hallelujah so when we think of the cross we should think of christ's death 
Amen. We should be grateful for that death because he died in our place. When we think of the cross, we should think of God's justice and God's love. Amen. Coming together in one place. Amen. At the cross. Amen. Against the body of Christ. Amen. As he hung there. When we think of the cross, we should. It, it represents the message of the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. When we think of the cross, we should think of that the charges levied against us by the devil, the accuser of the brethren, have been canceled. The old covenant has been canceled. It came to an end at the cross. We live as Christians under the new covenant with better promises. Hallelujah. And we should think of the cross as being, hallelujah, all those who uh, embrace Christ and his death at the cross. Amen. Hallelujah. And his subsequent resurrection, all those, whether you're a Jew, Gentile, whether you're uh, of different races, all of us that believe with Christ accomplished that his finished work at the cross has accomplished for mankind. All of us that believe that. Amen. Hallelujah. Are now part of one body. Amen. In Christ. Amen. And should love one another. Amen. With hostilities coming to an end. And know that the cross was a place of God's greatest act of love for mankind. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I am done. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.